Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. And I am so excited to be here with you today discussing all things Duke on this fine Monday. David Shoemate is the play-by-play voice of Duke Athletics for football and men's basketball. He is the perfect guy to have on the program as we are now one day away from the start of the Duke basketball season. Blue Devils taking on Kentucky in Madison Square Garden. It doesn't get better than that to kick off the final season of Mike Krzyzewski being the Duke men's basketball head coach. Please follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe our podcast for free wherever you get them. And uh, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Really do appreciate when you take the time to do that. Without further ado, one quick break, and then David Shoemate joins the program. Again, you are listening to Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Pick allows mixed sport entries, as you can combine football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and I am thrilled to be joined once again today by the radio play-by-play voice of the Duke Blue Devils, David Shoemate, back for another appearance here on the program. David, we've been talking. All of a sudden, November is here, and uh, things are really starting to pick up. How are you, friend? I'm great. Uh, good to be on. As you said, this time of year, it's um, it's the craziest time of year, but it's also the most fun time of year when when you think of what lies ahead with big-time basketball games that literally all over the country, and, and then football hitting its peak across the country. It's the best time of year. There's not a lot of sleep involved, uh, <laughs> but it, it's a lot of fun. Without a doubt. Here we are at football season in full swing and getting ready for basketball. We've gotten to the point where we're no longer counting down days. It feels like we're counting down hours until the basketball season gets started. But let's do talk with a little football chatter. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts. Really do enjoy listening uh, to the podcast that you do throughout the year, talking about this football team and obviously doing the play-by-play. What are your thoughts on this Duke Blue Devil football team as they're going into the final stretch here in the season? Yeah, it's you know, it's interesting, and I know there's been a lot of conversations surrounding the program uh, with the way the conference play has started, Duke being 3-5, and five, um, and of course, of course, starting league play with those four losses in a row, in particular the last two, right, the 48 to nothing loss at Virginia and then 45-7 to seven at Wake Forest. And like anything, you got to peel the layers of the onion back a little bit to, to see the complete story. 
um, of this is an offense that, in terms of yardage, it came down a, a little bit with, with the performance last year. Wake Forest, you know, yardage conversions, all that stuff you look at, it's been in the top five or six in the league for for most of the season. It's not in the top one, two, or three. Um, but the points per game hasn't been there. Um, so it's it's just been kind of a story of a team that's been able to move the football, run the ball very effectively with Mateo Durant. Um, but ultimately, when it gets down to the red zone, when it gets down to scoring time, um, can't get across the goal line. And whether that be a, a self-inflicted wound, whether it be a turnover, a penalty, whatever reason you want to look at, David Cutcliffe has talked about, at times Duke has been its own worst enemy, um, which I guess, which side of the coin do you want to look at, right? At, on one side, it's incredibly frustrating because of the outcome of the games. On the other side, it's within your control to fix it. And I think that's kind of been their mantra here this week as they look ahead to playing three of their last four at home. Uh, Pittsburgh this weekend, 25th uh, in the rankings released last night, the college football playoff rankings. Um, you know Kenny Pickett and them are going to be fired up after that loss to Miami. And then at Virginia Tech, home against uh, Louisville and home against Miami. And there's, there's nothing easy, no matter what anybody wants to say about the ACC. Um, this last half of the schedule is still going to be very hard in league play, but within that, there's some opportunities for some signature wins if you can clean things up. What's it been like, David, from your perspective to be back in the broadcast booth on these college campuses and football season where you can have thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the stadium and even more so out tailgating and that sort of thing? What's it been like having that back? Yeah, fingers crossed we keep trending in the right direction, right? And it's, um, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up. I haven't really thought about that much. I mean, there's masks on when you're indoors, which I think have just become normalized for a lot of folks. Uh-huh. But when, when you're at the games, the fans came back, and it's, initially I was thinking we opened our season at Charlotte. It's a little bit jarring to be around that many people. Just you haven't been around that <laughs> many people in a long, long time. But after 10, 15 minutes, you realize how much you missed it, how much you loved it. Just the sounds and the smells and the bands. And I know it sounds cheesy, corny, romantic, however you want to put it, um, but you realize how awful last year was. The protocol is what we need to do to keep everybody safe, but, man, it's just different to have it back. And I know we're going to talk about basketball coming up a little bit, but even in Cameron with Countdown to Craziness, that was Cameron. Last year wasn't, if that makes sense. I mean, it's, even though you're in the same building and it's, it, it, it's really special to see it back and maybe something that over the course of decades, because we haven't had a pandemic since the early 1900s, maybe you take it for granted. Um, but it, it's really sweet to have it back. And, and like I said, we're a couple months into it now where um, in many respects it feels like we're working our way back to normal. Yeah, we are. And, uh, obviously, that means a uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium that's going to be rocking and rowdy, and we saw it at Countdown to Craziness, the exhibition game versus Winston-Salem State and that sort of thing. So, now, as we sort of transition to basketball, are you ready, David? Like, here we are. We're, like I said, counting down hours at this point until the season tips off. No, there's no question. And you start to feel the energy build, and there's so many storylines. I think, first and foremost, and I know, having talked to them, this is what um, Coach K would want the storyline to be. This team has the potential to be really good, and we've seen it uh, with Countdown to Craziness, an exhibition game against Winston-Salem State what has leaked out about the close scrimmage against Villanova in terms of how well um, Duke played in that game uh, or some situational stuff they did as well, but uh, how Duke, how well they played against Villanova. But um, no, so you got that piece of it with Paulo Bancaro, what he's going to bring to the table, the return of Williams, a bunch of different things. And then you look and say, this is Coach K's last game in Madison Square Garden. And that's how the season's going to start. So, I mean, you think about that element of it, 
and the emotions that are going to come with that and, and the scene that it's going to be at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, what have you, when he takes the floor against Kentucky with everything he's accomplished in that arena. I mean, you think about in 2011, the win against Michigan State, where he became the all-time wins leader in men's division one with 903. A couple of years later, 2015, pick up the thousands win against St. John's. So there's so many different ways that, that you can look at this. And, and that night, the emotions are going to be somewhat overwhelming. And then on top of that, you've got a high-level basketball game uh, between Duke and, Duke and Kentucky, I should say, two top ten teams. When you watch them play in Madison Square Garden on television, it certainly does feel like it's a home away from home. Cameron North is what I believe Madison Square Garden has been referred to. <laughs> but when you're actually there in venue, can you notice like a pro Duke crowd, David, what is that like? Oh, there's no question. I mean, it is rocking. That's awesome. Um, and it's definitely pro Duke when you're in there. And, and you can just tell, I remember a couple of years ago, we were up there with um, Trey Jones's crew the second year he was here when uh, Duke probably upset Kansas, surprised them in the, in the Champions Classic. And that was the first game. And I, I'm pretty sure the next game with Kentucky-Michigan State was one versus two. And the crowd wasn't nearly what it was for the first game. So I think that tells you something. And, and it is definitely pro-Duke. I mean, some of the most memorable games I've had a chance to, to call and be a part of. Uh, Duke against Texas Tech and Madison Square Garden just before Christmas with, with the Zion Williamson team. Um, so, no, there, there's no question that is a very pro-Duke crowd. Uh, there have been a few gaps here and there, but that's also placed because of Coach K's background. You know, being up there, playing there as a part of the NIT when he played at Army. Um he, he calls it the Mecca. You try to get up there at least once a year because we have such a passionate fan base in that area. But no, it, it is definitely a pro-Duke crowd, and it's going to be, to me, one of the harder tickets of the college basketball season. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-sugar, low-fat, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a whole new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Let's talk a little bit more about this Duke team as they get ready for the season, taking on Kentucky right out of the gates. Uh, we mentioned Paulo Bancaro, a lot of conversation about him. And also, leading up to the season, there's been more chatter about A.J. Griffin and the health of another standout freshman for Duke. Came on and played well in the second half versus Winston-Salem State. David, from, from my perspective, and again, I'm not there, uh, it seems like the A.J. Griffin is progressing towards a return, and I think that works wonders for this Duke basketball team. Yeah, there's no question. And, and there's a guy within the program, Nick Potter, who kind of handles sports performance that works with guys and they're rehabbing for injuries. And it's kind of a treat to watch him work in practice with a lot of the unusual stuff they do to, to build back strength, to, to measure load, to figure out where you are um, as you're progressing back to full strength. So it wasn't a shock to see him out there if you've been at practice and to see him working his way back. But it also, um, for anyone who might be concerned, it wasn't rushed either. I mean, they wouldn't do that if he wasn't ready. And as you said, 
Um, he looked good. You're going to work your way back slowly, obviously, to make sure he's at, at full strength when, when he gets out there to play a full load of minutes. But, no, A.J. has been progressing. He looks really good in practice, and, and you saw it in the 18 minutes that he played against Winston-Salem State with the 10 points. He wasn't the only guy that played well um, on Saturday, but he's going to be a, a big piece for this team. And, you know, there's a bunch of riches on this team. I mean, we may talk about some of the specifics as we go, but – you know, you're looking seven, eight, maybe even nine guys deep. I know at times coach has worked with a little bit shorter rotation, but I think there's going to be a lot of guys this year that will earn the right to get that playing time. Yeah, it's always it's interesting to watch Duke basketball over the years and uh, to, to see sometimes, look, seven is enough, eight is enough. Uh, when you see other teams across the country really try to play more and more players, but if your top guys are great, keep them out there on the floor and that sort of thing. One of the other players that's sort of stand out, we're all getting used to these freshmen, right? And I think that's been... Uh, Trevor Keel, someone who didn't have as much conversation coming into Duke, one of the last guys to join the team in uh, the recruiting period and that sort of thing, but played well at Countdown, knocked down a couple of shots uh, from the outside versus Winston-Salem State, but uh, looks like he's going to be a, a nice shooter and a guy that can also attack the rim. Well, you've got to think about where he played in high school, too, at St. Paul, right? And the guy he played alongside, Jeremy Roach. So I think there's tangential benefits for Jeremy's game, someone out there that you're comfortable with and, and someone that you can kind of share duties running the point if you want to. Jeremy's obviously going to be um, the point guard. But, you know, to me, Trevor's a guy that elevates people around him. And that's kind of a pretty big compliment, I think, for a freshman to come in and be able to do that. He can do his own thing, had 12 points on Saturday um, with four assists as well and a couple of steals. But he's also got that physical size that maybe doesn't always come with a freshman that plays on the perimeter at 6'4", 221. Um, but that's one of the things you really like about his game. And uh, the other guy that's really stood out to me, newcomer but not a freshman, Theo John, uh, big guy inside, 6'9", 242, uh, transfer from Marquette, uh, elite shot blocker coming over from the Big East, a guy that gives you that experience around the post, uh, some toughness, um, and a guy that can spell Mark Williams, a different player, so it gives you a different look inside. Um, to have that versatility in the post, not to mention the elite playmaking Apollo, who can certainly play around the rim, uh, that's a guy, Theo John, I think that could be someone that when we look back at the season to say he could be one of those guys that could put you over the top. What stood out to you about Paolo Bencaro? I mean, there's obviously a lot of conversation about this guy. <laughs> He's one of the top players in the entire country already as a freshman. What's it been like watching him? What doesn't stand out? Maybe <laughs> a better way to put that. No, I mean... the. The athleticism is off the charts. I mean, you saw some of the follow dunks, anyone who saw the game on Saturday, where he can just finish in so many different ways. Obviously, the power game, the, the way he can lead the break, though, the way he knows how to finish around the rim through contact, um, really good basketball IQ, and, and the fact that, you know, we're talking about the size um, of Theo John, but, you know, follow is a freshman. You forget it, though, sometimes because. He's 6'10", 250, so he carries himself like a grown man when he's out there and has a lot of experience playing, and he's got that comfort that comes with it. Um, and a guy that I'll be very interested to see him at Madison Square Garden because he, he gives you that vibe that the bigger the stage, the better he's going to play. And, and I think he's just one of those guys that really likes the limelight, um, embraces the energy, and, you know, wanted to come play at Duke for things beyond just basketball, what it's like to be a part of the brotherhood, what it's like to play for Coach K, um, being on this campus, the academic side of it. So a, a guy that's really embraced what it means to play basketball here 
Um, but the, the basketball stuff is just off the charts with what he can do. I haven't talked about the fact that he can run the point, too, if you need that. And like thinking about Paulo Bancaro and, and Duke Blue Planet's been doing the Wide Duke series with a lot of these players, uh, getting to see mm-hmm. them kind of off the court and that sort of thing, and talking about why they wanted to come and play at the school. He's from like Seattle, David. Like I don't know that you could go further away in the continental United States and come over to Durham and play basketball there. Like that speaks volumes to how much he really does want to play for Duke because he is forever away from home. It feels like. Well, not to mention with his, his parents' history um, with that university out um, at Washington. And no, you're, you're right. And I think it speaks to what Coach K and his entire staff have done, you know, thinking about guys like John Shire, who's going to be um, the head coach come next season, and, and the way that they go out and, and talk about this program. And, and when you come and get a chance to be on campus and, and do your visits, how real that is, and even a guy like a name that doesn't get thrown around a whole lot, but the creative director for the program and Dave Bradley, you touched on um, Duke Blue Planet, what they've done with social media and growing the presence of the brand nationally um, and just building upon what Coach K has done in terms of the success on the floor to tell the story of what it's like to be a part of this program. Obviously, the excellence that comes with winning, um, but the way they develop guys for the NBA, the way they, you know, take care of their own to an extent when you think about what Coach K has done with his staff over the years, always being guys that have played for him. And that doesn't even factor in the number of guys who come through here and uh, whether it be a special assistant role or what have you and learned about coaching and gone on um, to coach somewhere else. And, and that's what happens when you have a guy like Coach K that's going to be in his 42nd year here. You can build some of those traditions that, you know, let's be honest, in, in college, whether it be football or basketball, Everyone talks about tradition, but a lot of times it's more tied into the brand than maybe the coaching staff because coaching staffs are changing. At Duke, you can talk about both uh, because of the stability that Coach K has brought. I love talking with broadcasters as they get ready for the season to get going and uh, getting the spot boards for various sports <laughs> done super early before the season even comes around or thinking about what they're going to say for their first broadcast radio open as a season nears. Are you to that point right now with Duke basketball, David? Yeah, uh, the spotting boards are almost done for Tuesday. It's funny, I actually try to work ahead on football during the year because it's a little time-consuming to put those together. So those are done. Tons of players. Yeah. Of um, but no, starting to get there. And then because with, with a game like this, there's so many storylines you want to get into. And, and you know how it goes. I don't know if people are interested in this or not, but you might go in with 50 things you want to talk about and the way the game goes, you might only get to 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, if the game's really good, you might only get to 10 of them. Uh, but you want to have that and be ready depending on which direction the game goes. So kind of compiling some of that stuff and, and just reading and learning about these guys, um, both on the Duke side, but the Kentucky side as well. They've got so many newcomers at Kentucky, whether it be freshmen or transfers. So trying to get a feel for that. And then, you know, studying our guys and seeing how they're progressing and, and, kind of finding those behind-the-scenes stories that, that, to me, help you know color in what some of these guys are like off the floor, their families and the backgrounds that go into that, that I think are all interesting things that the fans want to know because, um, you know, whether it be highlight videos, what have you, and in, in our social media age, to, to some extent, you, you only get to see these guys as basketball players, and it goes way beyond that. David, you're so far kind with your time. I really do appreciate it every time you come on this podcast and looking forward to chatting with you a little bit more as we go throughout this basketball season. I'd love, before you head out of here, to talk a little bit about the Blue Devil Network, what's going on between the coaches' shows, the podcasts that you guys are doing, 
and of course game coverage as basketball season's right around the corner. No, uh, yeah, I, I could run it out, but you probably don't have enough time to, to go through <laughs> everything that we're going to be doing um, in the next little bit. We do um, extended pregame coverage for all of our home game stuff, whether it be football or basketball, so that'll get fired up uh, on the basketball side of things a week from Friday, which feels like a lifetime from now when uh, the Blue Devils host. You know, we're talking about MSG a lot in Kentucky. Coach is going to play the alma mater at Cameron Indoor Stadium to open the home slate uh, with Army to open up uh, – an MTE that they're hosting at home. Got to play Campbell the night after that. So um, we got full coverage of that. We've got Virginia Tech football. We got things blending over. Uh, obviously, our coaches shows for football that are on Tuesday night. Uh, and this year, we're going to start our basketball shows up a little earlier than normal. The first one will be uh, the Wednesday following the season opener. So it'll be November seventeenth. Uh, Associate Coach Chris Carroll is going to be a part of those. Um, and then we got our football and basketball podcast that we're turning out daily hits with Coach K and Coach Cut. Um, so there won't be any shortage of stuff to, to catch and, and follow the season. And it's one of those things. There's going to be a lot of it, um, but you kind of want to memorialize all of it, particularly around the basketball stuff, because uh, I know Coach has kind of said we don't want to lean into the word last. Um, but there's face it, there's going to be a, a piece of history in every little thing you do this year, and I don't think that's lost on anybody. Yeah, and not to mention women's basketball season getting started, and we know Chris Edwards super emotional right now after his Braves won the World Series and uh, now getting to switch into to basketball season. It's here, David. Now it'll be awesome to see Carolina get going. I know they played four games a year ago with, with some of the pandemic stuff, um, opting out of that season, and what she's done on the recruiting trail, bringing some transfers in, and I'm sure you've seen some of the, the social media work that her group has done. Um, just an incredible motivator. It's be interesting to see her get going. Without a doubt. David, we certainly do appreciate the time and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. That is David Shoemate, the Duke Radio play-by-play, joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Thanks again to David Shoemate for joining us on the program there. Really do appreciate his time as we were able to Record that last week and air it today. As here we are one day before the start of the Duke basketball season. So excited to get going. It's here, guys. It is here. Basketball season has arrived. Duke and Kentucky tomorrow from Madison Square Garden. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Again, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us those five-star ratings and review. I really do appreciate when you take time to do that. This is not a Mailbag Monday edition of the program, obviously, having talked to David Shoemate, but what you do know is that this is an opportunity for you to send in questions for Mailbag Monday, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com, or send them to us again on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow David on Twitter as well, at DukePBP, as we get ready for the basketball season. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.